two people came over to me in the last couple of days asking why there was no Tamin Alecha Shir on Chadash and Yashin. And I realized because I gave a, an hour long Shir in it, but people don't listen to those. So, <laughs> so we'll do a 10 minute version of the Chadash and Yashin Shir. Uh, there is a lot of uh, ignorance about Chadash and Yashin. Uh, for instance, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, my sister was visiting from Eretz Yisrael, and my wife wanted to make sure that the challah that she baked when my sister was over was Yashin because my sister won't eat Chadash. So uh, she went on the website of the flour company that, that, uh, that makes the flour, and in the frequently asked questions section of the website, one of the questions was, is your flour Yashan? And the answer was, yes, we only use the freshest cut grain from after the second day of Passover, which obviously means they have no idea what the word Yashan means, because that would be Chadash, that would be the opposite of Yashan, right? We got that? Right. That would be the opposite of Yashan. So the, uh, the, let's just discuss what the Heterim are, what the issue is. There is a Pasuk in the Torah, Vayikra Perech Havkimu Pasuk Yodalid, V'lechem V'kali V'charma L'Sochlu, Aretzimei Yomazah, Adaviyachem Eskarban Elokechem, Chuk Asalom Adorosechem, Bechol Moshvo Sechem, wherever the Jewish people are, they are not allowed to have the new grains until etzem ayomazeh when they get to bring the carbon omer. So we have it a, a halacha that until the sixteenth day of uh, Nisan, when we bring the carbon omer, we're not allowed to have any grains that took root from after the sixteenth day of the previous Nisan. And the Gemara Rashana Davlamid Amnalif elaborates a little bit more. And the Gemara says, when you have a base of Migdash, so as soon as they bring the carbon omer, good. Now you're able to have the new grains that grew after last year's sixteenth uh, day of Nisan. When you don't have a carbon omer, though, when we don't have a base of Migdash, we don't have a carbon omer anymore. So really, sunrise, the, the beginning of the day, of the second day of Pesach, should be matir mido oraisa. The etzam ayom should be matir the tvo chadasha. But because they were worried that meheri yibana I mean, halvai, not worried, but meheri yibana amigdash, and they were worried that what's going to happen is people are going to say, hey, last year we were able to eat the chadash right away in the morning. So people aren't going to be patient enough to wait for the carbon omer to be brought. So they were afraid that that would cause confusion. So they decided that the Yetzim Yom is not going to be matir. Yom enough kulo asr. That the entire second day of Pesach is still asr in the Chadash. You're only allowed to start eating the, uh, the new grains from that past year after the second day is over. So bizman that would be the halacha as long, as long as we don't have a carbon omer. The question is, does this halacha apply outside of Eretz Yisrael? So in Mesech's Kiddushim, Dathlam and Vavim Beis, the Mishnah tells us, Kal Mitzvah Shitului Ba'aretz Eidin Nohagas Al Ba'aretz that any agricultural mitzvah only applies in Eretz Yisrael. Non-agricultural mitzvahs apply everywhere. A couple of exceptions. Rabbi Lazar says Chadash is an exception too. That even though Chadash is agricultural, it applies everywhere. That is the sheet of Rabbi Eliezer. So Tanakama holds only in Eretz Yisrael. I, what do you do with the phrase Bechal Moshe Sechem? It means Eretz Yisrael Dikah grains that are exported. Uh, you it would still be Yasser even when they're exported, but it's only on Eretz Yisrael grains. And Rav Lazar says even Chutz Laaretz grains are included in this Isser of Chadash. There, uh, there is another Mishnah, Mesechus Arla, Paragimel Mishnah Tess, where the Mishnah tells us, Chadash is Asr min makom, so it's very clear, Bekal makom, that Chadash is Asr everywhere, even, it sounds like, even outside of Eretz Yisrael. So we have a Stam Mishnah that goes like Rebbe Lazar. So normally, Tanakama, Rebbe Lazar, you'd pass like Tanakama. But if you have a Stam Mishnah like Rebbe Lazar, that clouds the picture up a little bit, and therefore it led to a major Machlokas Rishonim. The uh, Rambam, Nechus Machal, Surus Parik Yod Alacha 
base, the riff in Kiddushin Tesvavah Menalv Padapei Riff, the Russian Kiddushin Parakal of Simon Samach base, all Paskin like Rabbi Eliezer, Lechumra, that it applies even in Chutzlaretz because there's a Stab Mishnah in Arla that supports Rabbi Eliezer. In fact, that's the way the Shulchan Aruch Paskins both in Arachayim and Hilchas Pesach, as well as in Yarday and Simon Reisadi Gimel Sif Beis. In Arachayim, it's in Tav Sif Yud that the Tvoa Chadasha remains Aser even in Chutzlaretz until the second day of Pesach is over. However, the Aruch HaShulchan Reish Sadi Gimel Sifhei quotes a whole slew of lesser known Rishonim um, that all suggest that maybe uh, maybe in Chutzlaretz it's only Drabanan. Maybe it's not Daraisa in Chutzlaretz. Daraisa in Eretz Yisrael, Drabanan in Chutzlaretz. And it's Raiz from Gemara Menachas Tafei Gimel Beis that the barley used for the Karban Omer has to dafka be from Eretz Yisrael. And the Gemara assumes that there's a connection between uh, the Karban Omer and that which is Aser with the Din of Chadash, that which would have an Isra Chadash, that only barley that would have an Isra Chadash would be able to be used for the carbon omer and vice versa. So uh, if there is such a connection and you can only use barley from Eretz Yisrael, so maybe that, in, in, that indicates that Midol Raisa, there's only an Isser on, uh, on, on grains from Eretz Yisrael and would only be Midrabanan. Problem is, we have to observe Dinim Darabanan also, not only Dinim Daraisa. So the Nafkamina would be if you have a suffix. Let's say almost everything you buy in a supermarket today, at this time of year, you're not sure when, uh, you know, in September, you know, you're still pretty sure. You're still pretty sure that it's uh, that you're dealing with something that's. Um, that's from the the old grains, but uh, now you're not sure anymore. At this point, everything you buy is really a suffix, whether it's uh, whether it's chadash or yashan. So if you hold that in chutzlar, it's all din is only din drabanan, lakula. If you hold it's din raisa, so uh, then then maybe we have to assume tosus and kiddushin daflam and vavim beis dibur maskel kol mitzvah that called the parish meruba parish. That maybe on a Daraisa, if there's a rove at least, then it's okay. So maybe you could assume called the Parsh Merubah Parsh, but then you'd have to know whether there's a rove or not. There's a guy in Muncie that produces a list where he studies the, uh, he, he goes, does tremendous research into each company and each factory and where they get their grain from and how long the grain is stored and what the likelihood is that the grain is older grain or that the grain is new grain from before Pesach, after Pesach. Very, very uh, thorough research that he does to help people out in this, uh, in this area. Now, are there any other over here, other than just to say, is that really our best shot? So the Taz in Yorodei, says that maybe we could rely on the Tanakama's Shita against Rabbi Lazar, even though the Shulchan Aruch passes like Rabbi Lazar, because there's no definitive Pesach in the Gemara that we hold like Rabbi Lazar. So maybe we're allowed to rely on the Tanakama. So the Shach and the Kudus HaKesav over there, the Biragra, they go crazy about that. They don't think that that Taz is at all correct. If the Shulchan Aruch passes that way, and the Rov Rishonim that we paskin like paskin that way, so you have to paskin Lechumra, you can't just rely on a Tanakama, go back to Tanoim, and rely on a Shitu Duchuy in Tanoim as, uh, you know, B'Shas Adchag. It's not the, 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 the majority of Achronim do not believe that that Taz is correct. There's a Magen Avram in Sim Tav Peites Sif Kat in your Chashulchan, in your Dei, Reish Sadi Gimel, Sif Chav Aleph and Chav Beis, where they quote Rabbeinu Baruch, that Rabbeinu Baruch holds that even Chadash and Chutzlaretz is Aser, that's only the Arotzos HaSmuchos. But once you get further away from Eretz Yisrael, then it's uh, it's mutter. Magen Avram says, uh, even though I'm quoting this Rabbeinu Baruch, I still think you should be strict. The Biragra 
directly rejects this Rabbeinu Baruch and Reish Sadi Gimel Sivkat and Beis. Again, also very, it's a very big Chiddush to say that there would be such a difference between the Aratzos Asmuchos and further away lands like America, let's say. There is a famous Svek Svek of the Ramah. The Ramah in Yardayas and Reish Sadi Gimel Siv Gimel says, no, the reason why we're making with Chadash and Chutzlarts is because it's always a Svek Svek. What's a Svek Svek? Kol Stam Tvur Shari La'achara Pesach Mikoch Svek Svek. Maybe it's from last year's grain. And even if it's from this year's grain, maybe it took root before the carbon omer last year. Meaning it took root last year. So even if it was it was harvested this year, but maybe it was nishrash before the carbon omer. So everyone asks on that uh, on that Ramah, Rabbi Kivegar points out in the name of the Chuvas Mutzal Mayesh, he says, Shame Ones Khadhu, borrowing from the expression from Tulsus and Ksubis, that how can you say that's a Svek Sveka? That's the same suffix. Is it old or is it new? Taking root last year, taking root this year. It's the same suffix. So Salvage has a very fascinating explanation where he tries to justify uh, what the Ramah is talking about. He tries to explain what the Ramah is talking about in Hare Kedem, Chelik Bey, Simon Kovdalit, and he says that there are two separate Matirim. When you have something that's already a third grown before Pesach, so then it is Tvua, it is Tvua Chadasha when it grows, and the Kabbalah comes and is Matirim, it turns it into Yashan. It needs a Hetir. But when you have something that was just Nishrash, but didn't grow at all, before Pesach, so then it's not that the carbonomer is matirit. It's that it never, it's, it, it never had a shame pre isser in the first place because it was nothing. It was just, it just took root. It was just always yashan. It, from the moment it was, uh, it actually started to form into something. It was yashan because it was nishrash kodem the omer. So those are the mechanics of the terim are different. One is that it's a tvua chadasha that then comes the carbonomer and turns it into yashan as matirit, and then when, by nishrash when it's just nishrash beforehand, so it's not that. It's it's uh, Chadash that becomes Yashan. It was Yashan the whole time. Mitzchilas Briyasa was Yashan. That's, that's where Salvechik tries to defend to explain the, uh, the Ramah. The Bach has a, a fourth Kula. The Bach suggests that maybe, he says, first of all, everyone is Mekel. So to, to come and say that we're going to be Makhmer is going to be very difficult. And he says, probably it's based on the idea that grain owned by a non-Jew might not be included in the Isr Chadash in general, especially since it wasn't suitable for the Karban Omer. So maybe it's not included in any grain owned by a non-Jew, which most of the grains in Chutz Laretz are. Uh, maybe that's why we don't, we don't assume such an Isr. The Taz in Yordere, Sadigimel Sivkan, based the Shach Cut and Vav, the Bira Grove, they all reject this. But Hasidim have a tradition that the Balshemtov heard a Baskol that the Halach is like the Bach. I, the Gemara says explicitly about hearing a Baskol and Babitzia Nuntes that in Mashkichim Baskol, the Torah is Loba Shemayimi, you don't pass an Halach is based on a Baskol. Okay, so that's a Kasha. But, uh, but the Balshemtov heard a Baskol that the Halach is not like the Bach, and that, that the Halach is like the Bach, and therefore Hasid, there are some Hasidim, not only are they Mekel on the issue of Chadash, they're Makbid to Dafkav Chadash. That we're going to be Motsi Lazal Rishonim and, uh, and be Makbid and Yashon when earlier generations weren't. Chas so they're makbit only of chadash, not to have uh, not to have yashan. Okay, again, as you see, the heterim are are uh, not all that clear cut. 
Um, the Lahalacha, the Archashulchan, the Yorday, Reish Sadi Gimel, Siv Yurches, says it's just very difficult to be machmir about this issue. The Rov HaPoskim have always been lenient, and it's a very hard thing to observe. It's a very difficult halacha to observe. The Mishnah and Tav Pei Tesiv Kat says, look, you should try to be machmir, but you should never criticize those who are makil, because again, Gedolei uh, HaPoskim throughout the Doros were always makil on this, so it's hard to criticize someone, but in Bira Lacha, in Dibra Maskal he does point out that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Meaning, let's say you live in a community that has six pizza shops, or five and a sixth one opening up soon, where uh, where Fusion Bar used to be, but whatever. You have, you have uh, let's say, six pizza shops in uh, in a community, and some of them are Yashan, and, you know, like, the taste isn't that different from the different pizza shops. So then you might as well be Matvid whenever you can, whenever it's easy enough. It doesn't have to be, oh, I'm not Matvid, so I'm going to eat Chadash. It doesn't have to be that way. Now, the practice in America has been not to be Matvid, mostly because both Rav Moshe and Rav Salvechik were makele about this issue, even though Rav Aaron Salvechik was eish lahava about this. Rav Aaron Salvechik was, uh, was very machmir about the issue of Yashon. Rav Marcus, who learns here every afternoon, is a grandson of Rav Aaron Salvechik, also makbid about, uh, obviously makbid about Yashon, uh, following his grandfather's minhagim, but it seems that the majority practice in America is makele in Eretz Yisrael, you're not going to get Ashkacha if you're not, uh, not makbid on Yashon, pretty much. Okay.